Beyond the Mic with Sean Dillon. We're joined on the star line by a New York Times bestselling author and comedian. Her latest book, Welcome to the United States of Anxiety, Observations from a Reforming Neurotic. We welcome author Jen Lancaster. Thank you for having me. Let's go beyond the mic. Jen, this world is nuts. Political turmoil, COVID, virtual meeting without pants. How have you survived? I have worked from home for a while, so I am no stranger to having dirty hair and stretched sweatpants during meetings. So I, I think I'm one of the lucky ones. You've seemed to thrive while the world is suffering through the neuroses of COVID. I am a naturally anxious person, and so the idea of a global pandemic did me no favors. But fortunately, about two years ago, I started to research this book, and I did that because I've had. I've had anxiety my entire life, but I'm also a member of Generation X, and we're not big on talking about our feelings. So it took me 15 books to get out the idea that I have anxiety. And what I was working on, and I think what has been really effective, is looking at the facts behind the things that make me anxious. It all started a few years ago when I came outside and I found a snake in my garden, and I I lost my mind a little bit. I am definitely afraid of snakes. And I thought, well, I can just burn the house down. But that seemed like a bad idea. So I did the next best thing, which was Google it. And I found out that these particular snakes are no problem. I'm not going to run into bad snakes in Illinois. And it was fine. And I could peacefully coexist with it. And then I thought, if I was able to get over a lifelong fear that quickly, what else could I look at and make myself feel better about? How have you managed your general anxiety disorder without going down the rabbit hole of WebMD or Facebook friends? After all, it isn't lupus all the time. The the best thing to do, honestly, is to back away somewhat from social media. Get your news from more legitimate sources. That's the best thing I can do. And what I did was really find out facts about things. I was very concerned about the state of policing in our country. So my husband and I joined our Citizens Police Action Academy, which was a 40-hour class where we rode around with the police in our town and we learned about how they do everything. And what I found was a police department that is doing every single thing right. And that helped me in my research to figure out what was going wrong in policing and to offer ways of doing things better and Ways where we still need to improve. Speaking of things we need to improve, body image and parent shaming. We don't need parents yelling at their kids while playing sports like absolute crazed lunatics. <laughs> go over there, Bobby. Go over there. Parenting has changed so much since I was a kid. We, as a member of Generation X, children were not that interesting. We were not that interesting. We were not that precious. No one was that involved. I have I have worked with people, I know people that change their work schedule to go to their kids' games. And I remember once when I was in high school, I was doing pageants, and my mother dragged my father to it. And in the middle of it, he announced, this is the last time you drag me to an amateur performance, which the other contestants' parents did not think was funny at all. But parents now are so invested in their children, and children get a vote now. I didn't get a vote. When I was a kid, we were moving from from New Jersey to Indiana. I didn't get a vote. And I have a friend who is an executive recruiter now. And there are people who are giving up 
C-suite jobs, you know, half a million, million dollar a year compensation because their kid doesn't want to leave their school. You don't get a vote if you're not contributing in my world. As my dad says, when you start paying rent, you can start making decisions. Exactly. Exactly. And I, I mean, I understand why parents are much more connected to their children now. And I think that that is lovely. But I think that also opens everybody up for shaming someone who doesn't do the, the things the way you do it. And the, the problem is we're sharing everything. So we don't keep anything to ourselves anymore. And when you don't keep anything to yourself and you put it out there, then people are going to comment on it. And then that's going to make you anxious. And if you're living better than other people, that makes them anxious. It's, it's, it is a snake swallowing its own tail. Time's running out. So it's time for the Rocky Nate. Eight random questions. Answer with the first thing that comes to your mind. There is no pressure. <laughs> One thing that you weren't afraid of before COVID that you're terrified of now. Murder hornets. I didn't know they existed. Oh, murder hornets. Those things freak us out. Which of your pets is the most ill-behaved? Ambone. We have to replace door frames in every room in our house because she's an anxious pit bull. And nothing says you failed at life like a pit bull on Prozac. Pretty much. What's your favorite holiday side dish? Corn on a cob. I'm thinking 4th of July. Apple or pumpkin pie? Apple. What's the one thing that drives your husband, Fletcher, crazy? That I can't remember any passwords. Has he stopped you from creating passwords like 12345678? No, he's an IT guy, so he keeps having me put all my passwords into one password. But the problem is then I forget the one password that gets me into one password. It's, it's an issue. Your favorite mixed drink? My tie. I answered that a little too enthusiastically. Has your husband ever finished reading one of your books? He doesn't read it. There was one time uh, that I went on book tour, and it was a long one, and he started reading one of my books, but then Sebastian Younger's book came out, and he said that that was much better, so he stopped reading it. Now, since my wife watches Hallmark Christmas movies year-round, and I know you love them, give me your top three favorite Hallmark movie cliches. Uh, failing family We actually make bingo cards, too. They're very cynical. Uh, failing family business. Um, chased kisses because Hallmark doesn't allow open mouth kisses unless you're returning home from war. I looked into it. And uh, orphan who can suddenly walk, see, hear, like orphan who's magically cured by the love of Christmas. The one that almost broke me because my husband and I watch them all the time during the holiday season and he's as into it as I am was hats off to Christmas. It was, have you seen that one? Oh my God, I watched it. Tell everyone about it. This is a store does nothing but sell Santa hats and it's not even seasonal it's year-round it's a 2,000 square foot store but they have a whole a whole office building where they run this store and they have a warehouse with 30 employees because apparently it's so important that they sell these Christmas hats that that it it employs the entire town you buy one Christmas hat your whole life it that one almost broke me her book is Welcome to the United States of Anxiety, Observations from a Reforming Neurotic, available on Amazon and other places, a bookstore near you. Where can people find you on the web? JenLancaster.com. It's our friend, author Jen Lancaster. Jen, thanks for taking the time to talk with us today. Thank you so much. And that, my friends, is Beyond the Mic. <laughs>